What's new at Cold Wax Academy? Rebecca and Jerry launched their spring quarter on April 12th. This quarter sessions include identifying compositional issues in your work, technical information from Gamblin representative Mary Tevlin, a painting clinic for works in progress, and much more. As always, members can join in on live sessions with questions and comments and can benefit anytime by interacting with other members on our members-only Facebook page. With 100 recorded sessions in the member library, there is always something to learn or review with topics ranging from technical advice to visual language to guest speakers and critiques of member work. To learn more about membership and to purchase Cold Wax tools and Rebecca and Jerry's book, Cold Wax Medium, Techniques, Concepts, and Conversations, please visit coldwaxacademy.com. That's coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about the intuitive, spontaneous, or random. Intuition and spontaneity are important to many artists, but what about randomness? While these words are related in superficial ways, they have very different meanings in the context of an art practice. Intuition and spontaneity play positive roles. Intuition can be a powerful guide and a source of new ideas, and spontaneity leads to energy and excitement. Randomness, on the other hand, tends to lead you off track and reduce the meaning and impact of your work. Today we will talk about the differences between what is intuitive, spontaneous, and random, and how to recognize them in your work. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So this topic was uh, sent in by um, a listener, and we really appreciate that. It's been a while since we've focused on spontaneity. Um, I think we did an episode pretty early on. But these, uh, you know, these ideas of spontaneity, intuition, and randomness are things that we deal with all the time. And I think they raise a lot of questions as you're doing your work, things like, you know, is it bad to be completely random? Is that something that's always to be avoided? Um, How much can I rely on intuition? Um, Are intuition and spontaneity different? And that's something I'm going to get into today, which is kind of interesting. And, and why bother to recognize the differences or, you know, what what can it bring to your work to kind of focus on this at least a little bit and try to identify what's what's going on in your work. So um, uh, as I sometimes like to do, I, I look these words up in the dictionary because there's a lot of words that get tossed around um, in art instruction and in art conversation. And it kind of helps to find out what they actually mean. So uh, intuition um, is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or analysis. Okay, and, and synonyms for that are things like perception, gut feeling, discernment. Uh, spontaneity or being spontaneous is defined as happening naturally and without being planned synonyms are impulsive or improvisational. So, you know, those two words are, are closely related because they both, both intuition and spontaneity happen without planning, um, without conscious reasoning. But I think there's a difference. Um, 
because intuition, there is some knowing or understanding behind the action. It's, it's an inner thing, like this inner sense of rightness. And intuition is not just in the moment. Intuition is something that grows over time and kind of evolves so that you become more aware of it and you make intuitive decisions and they they're based on your experience and and your practice so um it's a great thing i mean intuition can really be a powerful guide in helping you know what's important in your work um and i also think that intuitive ideas are ones that can stand up to being analyzed or being thought about um as opposed to spontaneity, which, you know, if you start doing that, it sort of kills it. But but intuitive ideas, um, actually, you have them because there's some kind of inner logic going on or some kind of inner truth. And so I feel like with intuition, one of the characteristics is you can question it. You can wonder about it and think about it and take some time with it. It's not just reactive in the moment you know it's it's a it's a response that makes sense to you according to who you are and and what you perceive and what you understand so to me intuition is a deep thing and it's an underlying thing that um you know is is really good for artists to develop um whereas spontaneity is really more about being in the present moment, it is reactive. It's, it's this happened and now this happens. Um, it's a sort of play, I would say. It's playing, um, acting with freedom, acting with energy, and sometimes on, in unexpected and surprising ways. Um, that's, that's one of the beauties about spontaneity. If you do start to overthink it or second guess it, you know, you can stop spontaneity dead. I mean, it's it's going to pop like a bubble if you start analyzing it too much. And that so that's different, I think, than intuition. And but it is it is natural. So there is a connection to who you are. I mean, it's it's coming out of some part of you that maybe gets repressed a bit, and it's a part of you that that wants to play and explore and try something new. So. Um, it is uh, um, a different sort of energy, I think, than intuition because it's it is this kind of free, impulsive, unfettered way of being, and it can show up in in beautiful ways in your work when you just let that happen. So, intuition and spontaneity both really important in the creative process, and they're also really closely related, and they they interact with one another. So. I found it interesting to think about the differences between them, but I don't think it's, you know, necessary to every time, you know, you have one of these happening to sit and say, oh, what was that? Was that spontaneity or intuition? <laughs> I mean, they they work together. But, um, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit later about kind of how you develop these things. And if you feel like, you know, you could use a little more spontaneity or you could use a little more intuition. It's worth, I think it's worth focusing on that. Um, and I want to, I want to contrast those with what you mentioned in the introduction, randomness. Um, and it's something I often hear uh, in workshops and things and people will say, 
oh, I don't know, this just feels random to me. And that's that's a true feeling. That's kind of a red flag when when you do things that are random, they're not very connected to what you're trying to do. It's the sense of, well, I just need to do something, you know. <laughs> I'll put a little squiggle here or whatever it is. And there's a moment often when I think you recognize that you just did something. It wasn't really part of the work. It wasn't, it was a little bit um, not related. So again, with the, with the dictionary, I looked up random, and that means lacking a definite plan, purpose, or pattern, arising purely from chance. And some of the synonyms for randomness are accidental, aimless, <laughs> aimless that aimless feeling that people experience when they when they are putting random stuff in their work arbitrary um just disconnected and so there are ways of using randomness uh that i'm going to distinguish as being actually can be part of your work but i just want to say first of all that all three of these words do share one quality and that is that they are not consciously planned. Um, and so that's why I think people <clears throat> often use them interchangeably. And um, especially spontaneity and randomness, it's kind of, um, you know, if you, if you haven't really thought about the difference between those words, they can get mixed up. But randomness just lacks purpose. I mean, that was part of the definition of it. And if if you think... If you look at your art as personal expression, as communication, as something with meaning, um, then I think you can see that randomness doesn't have that. And the other two do. Spontaneity and intuition both have a purpose, and they, they can really help your work. Um, so a little bit more about randomness. <laughs> like, it really does not have a particular source, and that's why, I mean, to me, it can be distracting to to an artist. And it can throw you off track because if your goal is that personal expression, that communication, um, that purposefulness, and then you follow a random idea um, in some way as it's like a side road. And we, we all have these little side trips in our work. But I think there's a, you can sense it when it's really not connected to what you really want to be saying. And so it's kind of, um, usually it's a dead end. It's something that doesn't really go anywhere because it's not really supported by, by who you are, what you're trying to say in your work. No matter how conscious you are of that, there's something that you're trying to say in your work. And so these random little side trips can you know, they can, they can distract you and, and pull you away from things that are more important. So, um, I think it is hard to recognize in the moment though, to, to distinguish between what is random and what is spontaneous. And in some <laughs> ways it, it may be some like, you don't want to just shut something down just because like prematurely, just because it doesn't quite feel right. Um, you know, it's good to, to pay attention to those to those kind of intuitive feelings about about the direction that your work is going. But in some ways, I think that these are these are things that 
Like you need to recognize them by their fruits, right? That where it's a little yes. bit outcome based. You know, you can, rec- oh, yeah. you can recognize in retrospect, okay, this was random because it didn't bear fruit. Whereas this was, you know, spontaneous or this was intuitive because it really did end up being in line with the direction mm-hmm. that my work should be going. Right. And there's, I think there is a sense, an inner sense, I th- what to me at least, when I do something that, really feels random i could feel it and and sponta- spontaneity has to me a different sort of opening up energy i'll i'll do something and i'll say oh wow okay next move and and there's there's going to be a building process there going on and and it's it's pushing me forward whereas something random i might leave it there for a bit and then realize it was random but it usually doesn't um you know kind of inspire me or propel me forward it's it sort of just sits there (laughs) and uh you know that's that's a vague way of saying but I think you're right there's going to be times when you don't realize that something actually is pretty random in your work (laughs) and then you know you can get rid of it you may not see it in the moment but I suppose um paying a little bit of attention to the source of these things is is interesting, and I, I feel like random actions on a work of art come from sort of a in that place where you're just not sure, you're in, maybe uh, distracted or maybe uh, frustrated with your work, and so oh, I'll just do anything, and and if that if you step back and you say that really is outside of where I'm going that's maybe something you want to cover up or get rid of on the other hand it could break through a you know a block so it might have its purpose there of just do anything and then react to that and maybe reacting to it is getting rid of it but this is it's it's you know it's kind of vague to talk about these things when we're not looking at works of art or looking at an artist working but i think a lot of people will recognize that sense of um, it, this this just doesn't feel like me. This just doesn't feel like it fits in the work. And and you're doing it out of sort of despair. You know, I don't know what to do here. Um, Let's take a quick minute to look at what deals are available from Blick. Right now, Utrecht Imperfect oil paint tubes and cans are up to 70% off at Blick. Blick is clearing out imperfect tubes of Utrecht Artist Oil Paints. This is your chance to stock up on these professional quality oil paints at incredible sale prices. Limited quantities available while supplies last. All sales are final. If you haven't bought these before, these are the same high-quality Utrecht Artist Oils. They're just in tubes or cans that have gotten dented. Um, and so they're, they're being sold at a massive discount, basically just because the packaging isn't perfect. Prized by professionals for their brilliant color, rich texture, outstanding light fastness, and excellent long-term performance, Utrecht has been handcrafting these fine artist oil colors in Brooklyn, New York for over 50 years. High pigment concentrations guarantee superior tinting strength and remarkable vibrancy straight from the tube. So to get those Utrecht imperfect oil paint tubes and cans at up to 70% off, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. That takes you straight through to the regular Blick website, but when you use our affiliate link, 
Blake will donate a very generous 10% to the Messy Studio podcast. It costs you nothing, it's easy, and it makes a huge difference to us. So once again, that's MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. All right, let's get back into it. So I was kind of going on about randomness a bit, and I do want to say one thing before we go on, and that is there are um, techniques that produce random effects, and, and in this case, the artist is working with those very purposely. I want the appearance of an organic surface, or maybe some artists might put a work outdoors and let the weather act on it or something like that. So there's <laughs> the effects of certain techniques are based on random reactions from, say, your material to the weather, or maybe you're dragging sticks through a, a layer of paint to create a, a texture. You're not controlling that, but you're using it purposefully. And there are also works of art that are based on randomness as a conceptual idea, um, like maybe based on randomly generated numbers or something like that. But again, it's it's purposeful. It's part of the meaning of the work. Um, so that's that's one thing I just wanted to say because there can be uses for this. Um, and I also wanted to mention the whole idea of, well, little darlings, precious areas that can happen somewhat randomly. You're, you're painting um, and you, you see something happen that just, it's just there. Um, and it wasn't really something that you did spontaneously. It might be a result of the buildup of paint or something like that. Those become traps if you get too fascinated with them and they're just too precious. Um, and, you know, I know I've said before that those things can be beautiful, but you really have to consider whether they're a good part of the work. Are they adding to the, the whole of the work, to the unity of it? If you decide that this little random place here does fit, well, I don't think it's random anymore then. I think you've made a choice to keep it and therefore it loses its randomness. So um, that's another slightly confusing point, um, especially with the type of painting that I do where you're building up layers and things, things do just sort of happen. Um, and they, then, then it's a matter of choice. Does it work? Doesn't it work? Um, so, and you were saying in the moment it, it can be hard to recognize. And I wanted to say a little bit more about that because, um, as I mentioned, this kind of aimless feeling during the process, you're just pushing paint around or you're just scribbling something, and it doesn't particularly feel playful or exploratory, which would be more how we would characterize spontaneity. Um, and so those are points to sort of catch yourself and say, now yeah, this is, I'm not really doing anything here. Um, there's another point, though, and that is when the work is um, is developing or maybe it's close to being finished, and then recognizing what is random in the work that in the sense of it just doesn't fit, it just detracts from the unity of the piece. And so um, that's a that's a step. You say, okay, my color appears kind of random. There's little bits of color here and there. So I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to think about what I want to do with the color and then move forward. So it's it's a recognition um and it has it it does go back to intentions um 
what do you want in your work? And it's interesting that intentions don't really help randomness, but intentions do help spontaneity and intuition. Because when they, if you have ideas about what you want in your work and general qualities that you want, um, that kind of opens the door for intuition and spontaneity. It It's like you've narrowed down the million choices out there to something you can actually work with and you can then you can be more free within the uh, I guess you could call them limitations of what you want or just that definition within that then it just frees you off so it's kind of kind of an odd thing whereas if you don't have that basis I think it's harder to know what's random and spontaneous and intuitive um, because you don't have anything to base it on so that's that's kind of a, a point about that, I guess. And um, I guess to say a little bit more about, about the good side, about the intuition and the spontaneity, um, I was thinking about this and I thought, well, these are actually important even in works of art that are really planned out and they're really um, maybe really formal or, you know, really uh, controlled. But they come into play maybe at a different point, which is within the creative brain. I mean, our creative brains thrive on this stuff. They thrive on intuition. And so if you're not open to that in your mind, if, if you're the type of artist that really plans something, uh, if you're not open to, you know, a spark of an idea or intuition, you know, your work doesn't really grow. As it can stagnate. And so... This idea of intuition and spontaneity, it's not just about what you're doing with your art tools. It's about also, I think, what goes on in your brain <laughs> in your reactions to things. Um, so to, to kind of, I talked about like how would you recognize if something is more random? The flip side, how would you recognize if something is more intuitive or spontaneous? There's, to me at least, a sense of connection, and and it's a connection to who I am, to to my you know my true self, and th and this gives a sort of energy like a, a flow. We talk about being in the flow. Um, when you're in a flow, you typically aren't thinking a lot or consciously planning. You're you're just painting, or you're just doing what you do, and that's that's that beautiful combination of intuition and spontaneity. There's just a rightness to it. And, and you sense a direction, even if, even if you try something and it doesn't work and you paint over it, you're still, you just have a sense that you're on some kind of a, a track and you're interacting with your materials in a sort of a dance and you're back and forth and you're doing this and doing that. And it's just such a great feeling, and I don't think that feeling comes from randomness. And we, we have talked about that flow state before on the podcast. It's kind of an ideal. We don't always get there. But if you think about what that feels like, that's not random to me. That is, that's being in tune with, you know, what you, what you want in your work. And, you know, there's there's also a very strong point to make that you can develop this by developing your skills. Um, 
because if you don't if you're not fluent with your with your skills with your medium and your tools that that can get in the way i mean that's kind of a block to that free flow of well the flow what we talk about is the flow and it doesn't mean you can't get there as you're learning or anything else i mean it's just the more you develop your skills with the materials that you work with the easier it is to access spontaneity um in particular i think intuition is always there but that ability to just start really playing with your materials in a in a way that's adding up to something that comes out of um, experience and uh, practice and you know knowing knowing what your materials do and knowing how to do that um so i don't want to negate that side of it that that there's that sort of work to do with all of this um and also that role of intentions um that that sort of sense of being on track and then allowing this exploration and this play to happen uh that is much easier when you have a sense of where you're going um uh, yeah unfortunately i think this is another one of those areas where uh it, it only comes through experience through uh, through experiencing all three of these aspects and and being able to identify them mm -hmm. uh, over time in your work and, and being able to pull up those threads and say, you know, oh, okay, this led me to this, led me to this, you ah. know, and that's something that we can all that we can all see happening in our lives around us. Oftentimes, mm -hmm. um, like I was thinking about uh, getting into contact with somebody in, in a business relationship, and and that happened because I was connected through somebody else who connected me through somebody else who right. <laughs> connected me through somebody else who I ran into at the car wash one day and, and started talking to, you know, who yeah. I met somewhere else originally. And so it's like, there's this, oftentimes there's a series of events that can lead you to, you know, ultimately a really good outcome. And it's, it, yeah. sometimes it's hard to recognize that in the moment what's happening and, and, and things can feel like, um, like they weren't successful, even though they led to successes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that that example in 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 real life and in personal interactions, um, you know, you could say, well, that that was just random that that happened, and yet, if you trace it back, one thing absolutely led to another, and 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 it's not particularly random. If you hadn't made that first move, it wouldn't have happened, and I think I think that shows up in artwork too. If you can. As you say, over time, you see threads of things, and that's a really good sign that it's not random because there is that connection and that growth and that building upon things that with randomness, they're like, I don't know, just little pebbles in a pond that don't send out any ripples or something. I mean, they're just, it's like they just plop down and don't go anywhere, and the ripples are the are the spontaneity and the intuition where you're you know things do cause other things to happen and i think it's very true that you you don't see um it, it takes some experience to know the difference because when you're starting out you are trying a lot of things and you may not have a good sense of where you're going what you want in your work so trying to develop that alongside uh, as you work, is a good thing. And it may be that one of the phases you go through is 
trying to, or, or it's just to be as spontaneous as you can be, and um, and just uh, see where that takes you. Because if you go into it with that intention, certain things will click. That's that is one of the ways to develop spontaneity is just becoming fluent with your materials, practicing, trying a lot of things, and see, well, what feels right to you? What what are your natural tendencies? Maybe maybe your natural tendency is to make really gestural marks. And so you try a lot of gestural marks to develop that spontaneous response. Um, it, it almost seems like, um, uh, what, what is the word? Like it's not that's counterintuitive. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try really hard to be spontaneous. I'm going to practice being spontaneous. But in fact, um, if you identify something that comes to you naturally, feels good, feels right, keep going with it, you know, keep practicing that and you'll get better. Might be, um, you know, certain color combinations that really appeal to you. So develop them, work with them in a spontaneous way, in a playful way and see what happens. Um, there, you know, I mentioned um, ways. Uh, there are ways also to develop your intuition, and people may feel like they don't have a lot of intuition. I I think they probably do, but it's becoming aware of of your inner self more, which come which can come about through things like journaling um, and notes in your sketchbook, things like that. Um, just being thoughtful about your work and asking yourself questions about your work and you know looking for the meaning in it and and those those things are all good they develop intuition and they also develop intentions so all that works together really well and randomness you know is sort of just an intrusion it just doesn't contribute to that well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Uh, yes. I hope that this has been somewhat clarifying. Uh, it, it's a bit, um, I don't know, sort of uh, picky in a way to, to try to describe these words in this different way. But they can be confusing. And in fact, the, uh, the artist that um, asked us to talk about this, she said in her note, I would be interested for you um, to explore more about ideas around intuitive versus random, as I find randomness <clears throat> in my work usually holds such jewels. And that really struck me because I thought, hmm, wait a minute, what is she really talking about as, as jewels, as these you know, beautiful places? And I would say that what, what is really going on there is intuition and spontaneity rather than randomness. And if it is truly random, then the decision to keep that jewel is no longer random. Um, so hopefully, I, I hope that readers have, have some new thoughts about these, these words. And as I said at the beginning, they're all words that get tossed around a lot in art conversations. So um, interesting, I think, to pick them apart a bit. All right, well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com, 
and Cold Wax Academy at coldwaxacademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rosstickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.